Hey everyone, fun show this morning. We discussed the macro conditions of the NFT market, a lot of bearish sentiment from the speakers on stage today. We also further discussed the Board Ape Yacht Club land sale on Saturday and what effect it'll have on other valuable NFT projects. We talked about the doodles run up and what that might mean for the doodles holders right now. Illida producer, Grammy nominated hip hop producer and NFT creator also joined the show. So that was really cool. As always, this content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or on your mobile app with the code the nifty. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFT Morning Show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm P.O. I'm here with my co-hosts, Nifty Nick, Signal, and Captain Kicks. Hope everyone is ready to rock. It's Wednesday, week of the Board Ape Yacht Club land sale. Very big week. Seeing the effects in the broader NFT market, we will dive into the weather report shortly. But Nick, what's going on? I'm trying to figure out, like, th- so that guy's daily routine involves eating a lot of ice cream, and I'm just trying to, f- like, w- so is he, like, a diabetic now? Like, what's going on? I'm, like, concerned about the guy. Look, I like ice cream uh, despite being lactose intolerant, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, um, maybe, you know, I, I I can't have vegan ice cream every day. It just doesn't work, right? Like, I it's it causes some bloating, you know? Like, it's not a good look. And so, um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with that guy. Uh, hadn't, we, I haven't had a conversation with him before, um, but I appreciate him sharing uh, that information. So, yeah, that's, that's just what I've been thinking Your about interpretation today. of the lyrics of both songs, uh, I'd say, is pretty fascinating, is how I would describe it. Uh, I'd never expected you to Not interpret them uh, that way. I, you know, some might say it was spot on. Some would totally say that. Um, but, yeah, Nick, I guess besides misinterpreting hip-hop records, you know, what else is on your mind right now? Uh, that was it. That was genuinely all that was on my mind. I was thinking about uh, the songs that we're playing. Look, I like to operate in the present. And, uh, you know, the markets may be down. My NFTs may have dropped by 20%. We may have seen uh, a complete top of this uh, market and headed towards complete devastation here. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm trying not to think about that. You know, I'm trying to just focus on the here and now. And that's what that music was for me was really uh, about uh, a smoke-free location, which I'm a preference of, uh, or I have a preference towards just because I like fresh air and uh, combined with um, an immense consumption of ice cream. I recently had some Van Leeuwen's Rocky Road Vegan. Uh, I had that in my freezer. Very tasty, let me tell you. It's a very, very tasty selection. but I, I can't keep ordering it. You know, it's going to become a problem. And so I can really empathize um, with that gentleman from today. Yeah, that's kind of just what's on my mind. Well, you also have that Ample Hills ice cream shop right near uh, where you're living these that days. That looks like an excess level of cream is my concern. <laughs> like, it, it's it's like, isn't it called creamery? Like, Tip, uh, ice cream places can be called creameries, yes. Ice yeah, cream. Yeah, but when, when, you, when, when you really emphasize the cream part of it, it scares me off. It scares me off. I once did a lactose intolerance guide to ice cream in New York City. I started a little video series about that. Uh, it didn't last long. Because um, you just had, yeah. like, you know, digestive well, issues? or yeah, 
well, there wasn't yeah, enough yeah, content. Yeah. He stopped after the second episode. <laughs> well, the first episode, basically what you'd have to do is you'd have to first review the ice cream and then identify the best bathroom in the area um, <laughs> that you could go hang out in. So that was basically what that show was about. Um, you know, people close to me thought it was funny. I, it, didn't, it didn't go viral in the way that I anticipated. And I'm someone who likes to sort of A-B test things. Uh, and that, that one was not performing well. So you thought that you going around and in New York and trying different ice cream places as someone who's lactose intolerant was going to be the big ticket that got you to well, YouTube virality? Look, it was an experiment, but my, my general thought is there's a lot of people that are in the same place. We've met more, I've seen multiple people fall for the same thing. You know, the problem is, is you like ice cream, you like cheese, you like some of these different foods that are tasty, yet here you are with this uh, unfortunate disability. And so you're sitting there, all you really had to do was take lactate pills, but you forgot them at home. And so, you're, so now what you're doing is you're facing a tough decision. You know, you're saying, do I have the ice cream, which is tasty? Let's move on from the subject. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. Like I've had enough of this. We're here to talk about NFTs. Yeah, people in the Discord are calling this Nick's Lactose Show, uh, which, hey, there's an idea. We're going to go to our weather report with kicks in a minute, and I think that signal might be rugged, uh, so trying to get to the bottom of that. But I saw Easy raise his hand for a minute. Easy, uh, do we do we want to talk about what you want to talk about after the weather after. report, or is it very important that we need to do after, now? After, after. And okay. w w one thing to just toss in there, I did not realize that this gem.xyz acquisition uh, was just after a co-founder was kicked out for sexual misconduct. I was not part aware of that. Wait, actually, of it. that's what uh, that's what showed up in this morning's Nifty Daily Digest. If you're not uh, subscribed to our newsletter, check it out at the nifty.com. Signal's been posting uh, a digest which goes up at the top of the email every morning, Monday through Friday. Uh, the email still goes out Saturday and Sunday, but it just doesn't include that. We're about to be adding other modules to that email. We're really focused on the content. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the leading story that I read uh, from Signal. NFT aggregator gem.xyz acquired by OpenSea shortly after ousting co-founder for sexual misconduct. Damn. Well, that's a juicy story. We'll have to uh, maybe, I guess, discuss that a little bit I mean, later in the show, I, I guess. That's bad. <laughs> Did you guys see that um, day one of the acquisition looks rare stuff wasn't showing up on Gem anymore? Wow. Just like that, huh? But, but I was listing stuff They're on Gem last night and it was there. Yeah, I, I was using Gem to list looks rare or list stuff last night, and looks rare was still an option. So I don't know. I don't know what the story is there. But Captain Kicks, uh, good morning, buddy, and we need that weather report from you. What's going on? Uh, quite good out here. Um, it's a uh, relatively sunny day, but you know, there's definitely uncertainty in the weather. Um, you know, we have a big hurricane coming in. It's called Hurricane Other Side. Um, it's on the horizon. Uh, we don't know if it's going to bring death and destruction or if it's going to break off the coast and just really kind of churn up and turn into just, just a rough storm. Um, so, yeah, excited to get into it. So yesterday, volume uh, broke the the trend of great volume that we're having. We went down to 119 million. Part of that is due to uh, crypto 
currency coins retracing. Um, and also Tuesdays are just generally pretty slow days in the NFT community. Um, so we're seeing some pullbacks across the board. Um, the Board API Club and Mutants and Dogs are all doing well, but they still have pulled back a little bit from their all-time highs. Azuki and Beans continuing to hold strong, continuing to hold their vice hold grip on the um, uh, anime meta. Uh, World of Women, Cool Cats, both kind of struggling in the blue chip category. They're definitely not in flavor right now. Um, Doodle's actually doing relatively strong uh, going against the trend. They are up to uh, 17 ETH. Um, OpenSea has integrated Solana data into their 24-hour rankings, which puts OK Bears at the top with the highest overnight volume. Let's go! Or at 65 <laughs> Soul. Did not receive any pings from Easy Eats in regards to this project. Fact, but that's DMs. Okay. I tried to get you whitelist yeah, the day before. Don't disrespect up. me. We didn't get it. <laughs> we didn't see it. The only I one did. I didn't give whitelist to was Nick because he's mean to me. Where's that coming from? Uh, every DM that you ignore from us, I left you on red this time. How's it feel? P.O. and <laughs> both got the whitelist. Neither one of them hit, though, because you were all distracted. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, if you're going to put... So this is this is my problem with Solana, but we'll get into it after Kicks well, Raps is about to report. This is my problem with Easy, actually, is we're, we're going to have to hash that out. So that we're gonna, <laughs> there's going to be a little conversation here. Well, well Nick, continue, you wouldn't have been able to mint the it. Report. You, you wouldn't with have been able weather, to mint it anyway. There's a little storm in this part of the, uh, 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 you know, neighborhood, okay? <laughs> Kicks. Yeah, anyways, yeah, uh, Easy did message me, but it said I wasn't allowed to get on the white list. We had a little miscommunication. That's on me, not on Easy. And Easy's feeling real good right now, chilling with the profile pick, number one in all of NFTs, not just on Solana, floor 65. He's looking real good in this profile pick, too. Not a guy that changes his profile pick very often. So when he does, you definitely need to take notice. Mebits flew in volume last night. I think it went from five ETH floor all the way up into the eight range, back down to seven after one of the Board Ape Yacht Club co-founders tweeted they will be that he's excited to add utility to the collection after the other side launch. Once again, showing that if you want to make money in this space, it's 90% uh, Board Ape Yacht Club. Benji Banana passes the Yuga Labs play to earn game. I think it's actually the Animoca play to earn game up to 0.4 ETH after they announced their token primate is swappable for ape. Um, this also shows that 80% of the NFT community doesn't realize that you can swap any token with any token. <laughs> VBrand series two revealed post reveal floor down to the 0 0.7, 0 0.8 range. BFF profile picks revealed they announced a juicy addition Paris Hilton as a founding BFF member and actor Brie Larson adopted the collection floors holding at 0 0.7 ETH. We have eight coins sitting at a very nice $19 floor as traders are anticipating the other side land sale happening in ape, which is confirmed. Um, but I think there is some confusion where people just aren't sure how much it costs or any of those details. So there may still be money on the sideline that needs to buy um, uh, ApeCoin. But uh, yeah, to sum up the weather report, 
we're seeing some volume. We're seeing some pullback in prices. Seems like a lot of people are trying to get liquidity to do uh, to get some exposure to the other side land sale happening on Saturday. So the entire NFT market is watching this event. Um, no one knows what's going to happen. Is it great? Is it a big liquidity drainer? Only time will tell. Back to you in the studio. Thank you for that weather report. Um, it is fascinating that a Solana NFT has captured the broad NFT market the way that it has. And just for the record, um, you know, I don't understand how people on the allow list like myself still were not able to buy. Like it just shows how fast Solana can move that we did one one hour interview yesterday with uh, Ben Mesrick, actually the best selling author that wrote the books that eventually became the movies, The Social Network and 21. And in that one hour, OK Bears decided that they wanted to do their allow list sale and subsequently their public sale. So one hour in Solana is basically the equivalent of one day in Ethereum NFTs. Uh, so even though I was on the allow list, I wasn't able to mint. And Nick, the same, you would have suffered the same fate because you were also on that interview with me. But easy, why this project? Why is this capturing the NFT market the way that it is? Uh, it's a good question. Honestly, the big thing with it too was like a lot of people weren't sure who made this team. Uh, yesterday or two days ago, there was a ton of FUD saying it was the same Balloonsville team uh there's like it was bad like people were going crazy over it they are a marketing agency out of australia that has a few solana traders advising for them um and they did a bunch of guerrilla marketing tactics as they call it they really targeted the eth space heavy with it which led to a ton of eth money kind of piling in here uh they were front page of os on release they were a magic eden launch pad so it just seemed like they were on the front page of everything they ended up with like 70 or 80,000 Twitter followers and 90% of them were not bots. So it just seemed like a lot of people had their eyes on this one. I mean, you can even tell too, like the art style definitely fits that board ape style of like sizing and everything else in the PFP. So it seemed relatively like familiar, something people know and can kind of get behind. They didn't get crazy with the attributes. They don't look bad. I mean, they're okay, literally like the name. Um, and it just seemed like they fit this mold. There's a big mental health push with them that a lot of people seem to like. And the other project on Solana that seemed to have a ton of traction was Cats on Crack. And the argument then comes into play, like what project can actually build a brand here? Is it gonna be OK Bears who have a mental health focus or a project about cats doing crack? So the, we saw a lot of pullback on that um, and ended up seeing these bears just rip. Uh, I thought we would get an opportunity to buy around like four or five. It seemed like that was a lot of people's and I was talking to some other big names in the Solana space. Nobody was expecting the blow off top that we had with this project. 65 sold about two ETH right now. So, I mean, from 150 bucks to two ETH, uh, tough to really fade that. Um, it just seems like the hype was there. The team behind it seems really good. They, they just did a good job keeping everybody engaged, I guess, throughout and really focusing on that community aspect. But Soul's never seen a 10K project get the volume it did yesterday. Magic Eden had all-time high volume at 200,000 Soul. And 175,000 of it came on OK Bears. That is insane. Yeah. That That yeah. is insane. Is it going to sustain? Yeah. So I think it does. I think it's too high right now. I mean, even last night, we saw it trade between 30 and 50 about seven times. Like, you could have just traded that range and made off like a madman. I was not expecting to wake up and seeing it at 65. Like, this is crazy. 
we've ne- I mean, even like the Borioku Dragons went like 20 out of the gate and then sat around 30 before blowing up to like 150. I don't think these kind of have that same run. I think they're going to pull back at some point just because it's a 10K and 10Ks on Soul tend to struggle a little bit. So even if we got back down to like the 30 range, I would love if we got back down to the 20 range. I ended up selling two of them at like 25 that I had and then uh, just keeping the profile picture one. So kind of kicking myself a little bit there, but riding it for free at this point. So I'm not too mad. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen something like this from Solana in a while. Um, it is such a challenging market to navigate, in my opinion, as as old man Ethereum over here when it comes to <laughs> NFTs. It, no, it really is. I mean, the fact that I was on the allow list and just had no shot. They had to like mint an it. hour and 90 minute window total for the entire project. So like, right. no. I mean, it, it really is ridiculous. Like, you're tied well, up an hour. hour. Pio, you're way, you're way bigger than five seconds. I, in a gas war, you're sold out in in seconds or minutes. So I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. An hour what and a allow half is a long list? Period of time. What allow list on Ethereum? Do you have a one hour window to mint? All like I'm you're saying on the- is, is Pio. It just seems like you're oozing with privilege right now. You were on the allow list and you weren't able to mint it within a whole hour to get a free two Ethereum. I think a lot of people in the crowd can empathize with that. I mean, that sounds like a real tough issue to be dealing with. And I'm sorry you had to deal with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, what if Gary V said, yeah, you have an hour to mint V Friends 2 when you're Dude, on the Dude, an hour is list. an insane amount of time when a project's minting out. So I, this is the most ridiculous thing. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Captain Kicks on this. The level <laughs> of privilege here is insane. And Easy and I are really going to have a serious talk after the show. Uh-huh. Gary V I, actually commented yesterday that he does in fact have a phantom wallet. People were kind of pressuring him about the bears, like, "Oh, hey, buy a bear, buy a bear," and uh, he responded, "I have." I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out and say that OK Bears is the Moonbirds of Solana. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they actually do this branding thing well, we were going through the attributes yesterday, me and a few friends, and it looks like they could actually launch a brand around this. Like all of the attributes and projects, from the hats to even the shirts and goes look like something you can actually get made so i mean i'm not a big like clothes guy from nft things i got the dead friends ones because they ended up paying you to buy those um but like i don't know if that's going to really push them to the next level it's also curious because like it seems like in seoul a lot of people just want like the shiny new like shiny new toy so we've seen a bunch of projects pull back for liquidity on this but my dms yesterday were crazy from people on eth that are like this is my first soul project hey excited to be in this this is my first project on soul people were posting pictures i saw a few people who had like quirkies and some other pfps change it to the bears um and damn near every bigger name in soul either has one is changing their picture to it it's it's an interesting movement so i'm curious to see how long this sustains and the team also has the funds in escrow for seven days so the nice thing for this is like they can't rug until at least next tuesday oh that's that's (laughs) huge that's innovation on solana right now so I mean, uh, am I taking crazy pills here? One hour allow list mint, seven day lockup. You were given point. one. You're missing the point that you were given this privilege, and you're complaining about it right now. Like this is the most absurd thing. You need to. And check I'm betting yourself. that the, the, you need the, to and check like you can't you can't multitask right on an interview. You can't you can't like ask a question and then just go fumble with the treasure. No, well, I'm well, dialed well, you in. You could have gone and made. You could have made nine thousand dollars. Is that is that what that interview is worth? Nine thousand dollars. I'm uh, dialed and, and you're in. You're complaining. You were gifted privilege, and 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 you're you're out here venting on it. This is the most absurd thing. You deserve to have your title taken from you. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm dialed in on interviews. I'm paying close attention to our guests. I'm not fumbling with Phantom Wallet trying to mint a Solana project that I have a 60-minute window that the creators have a one-week lockup period to ensure we, we they should, don't rug we, for one week. Are you kidding me? We should me? move on. Okay. We, and we But one thing on I do want to actually You're... comment, I, I want to comment on this, is that we all poo-pooed OpenSea and the Solana integration, right? Because I never we did just... that. I never did. That was just easy. Okay, but anyway, this is one instance where it does make a lot of sense, right? Because now you can actually see the volume of a Solana project against Ethereum projects. Yeah, that was the most surprising yeah. thing for me. Was like all these existing projects didn't get traction because it seems like people just didn't want to like buy into old news or trade these projects that they want that about. new shiny toy, right? Easy, exactly, like a hundred percent. And this toy fit it. It fits the mold. Like if something's not broken, why fix it? So they went for the board ape style, like. If you look at them next to each other, it fits the exact same kind of shape and size and how much it takes up of the PFP. So they went with what works. We'll see how long it sustains. At this point, I'm just happy that I'm literally riding it for free because these things could go to zero in an hour. It's Solana. Yeah, I mean, they totally could. Uh, and so best of luck, Easy. I'm sure you're going to play it right. Uh, there's no way that you sell too early. That's impossible. That would never happen. Uh, Eddie, you have your hand raised. What's going on? I mean, just on Solana, uh, it's it really is just a totally different world. The fact, again, that you're talking about like, you know, one week <laughs> just in case if they rug is uh, crazy. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, it's it's just with Solana. I feel like I've never had an experience that I find really all too exciting. And especially with the with the incredibly short time windows, it's like if you go to a hot mint, it is gone in not two minutes it is gone in about five seconds and that's just how things go with Solana. yeah public mint lasted eight seconds yeah they're... and tps went down to 100 transactions per minute from uh 2000 so it became like unusable because of all the botting and people trying to get a hold of it it's pretty one, wild one one yeah. quick question on the botting though i know you said it's a magic eden launchpad um i was i was privy to some information regarding like some magic eden launches i'm not trying to spread fud but I've seen launches where some of the bots that had interacted were like had previous interactions with Mad- Magic Eden team accounts. Does is there any is there still any like suspicion of that ongoing? Oh, absolutely, of course. Amazing. Magic Eden is far from perfect. I mean, I have so easy. Eden. You're operating in a massively fraudulent environment. Yeah, like, I, like I said, if Bernie Madoff told me I would be the first one in on any of his projects, I would give him all my money. So I'm totally here for it. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a really, really tough space to navigate in. And when you talk to some of like the bigger investors in the NFT space, uh, they prefer, you know, the the quote unquote blue chip Solana projects just because they don't have the time to dedicate to basically trading. Like so much of the Solana environment is trading versus investing. And it can be really, really, really hard to keep up with. We have Iceman on stage from the Nifty Portal community. Iceman, why don't you fill in the gaps of the last 24 hours? What was going on in the discord i saw the regulars had a sellout and the regulars got a lot of attention from our discord members what other stories have happened in the discord in the past 24 hours yeah gm uh, everybody you're definitely right about the regulars this is uh, a project that i think some of us um had minted like a couple months ago so it didn't mint out right away it kind of sat around uh, on the shelf for a while and Apparently last night it just decided to get some attention, uh, which definitely had the Discord somewhat excited. Um, 
going forward, last night, a kind of another thing started to pop up. We started noticing that four digit ENS names uh, were getting minted out like crazy. So I think last night, maybe around eight o'clock or something, someone made the call uh, and just said, hey, look, um, these four digit ENS are getting eaten up. And if you can mint one right now, there's probably a good chance that in the morning they're going to go for 0.1 or even higher. And sure enough, now they're it looks like most of them are getting sold for around 0.2. So I, I guess this, this just... is the ENS stuff going on. Yeah. Yes. This is the ENS, yeah. ENS stuff going on. Yep. Nick, this did you is, buy your board eight number? That was a big uh, no, thing that's yesterday. A... Okay. Well, like, I don't understand. So here's my issue. Why the fuck do I need these things? Like, I already got an ENS airdrop, like I deserve. Again, remember, we deserve a Tesla worth of money every day. Remember that, everybody. Thank you for coming to the show. If you haven't been receiving that airdrop on a regular basis, uh, you're clearly not on my level in the Ponzi scheme. But don't worry. There's people who are higher above me that make a lot more money in this uh, system. And uh, and I'm just jealous of them. Um, but in terms of uh, the ENS domains, Outside of, um, it seems crazy to be trading uh, the ENS domain. Like, what's the upside here? What, what are you talking about? You, you were obviously here for the web domain, you know, arbitrage craziness like 20 years ago, right? It's the same thing, no? Yeah, it's, it's the same I thing. I, it's, it, what, why is it the same thing, though? Because, like, I can't, like, enter that and it doesn't redirect me to, like, a website where I'm publishing stuff. For, for like, not, not yet. You can, not you can, yet. You could, yeah, yeah you revert it back to a website. I mean, I, I, I know, I agree. It's not, it, he's right. He's not as functional, but we're talking about like NFTs going for three ETH. So for, for something, if you want to sell ABC, well, ABC, you're not going to get, but you know, a three digit for like 0.2, it's not, not that crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, so look, we're for, guessing we're, that domains, sorry, I, I, I just want to make sure that we're, what we're saying is that basically ENS domains are going to become a TLD. And so my NFT Nick, dot ETH is actually going to become something I can enter in the browser. That's the assumption. No, it's more like, so first of all, for an Ethereum maxi, it sounds like you don't know that much about Ethereum. So this is pretty fascinating for me to listen to. I mean, at the end of the day, you're basically making a bet that Ethereum is going to be, you know, a platform that you can receive you know, secure messages on and everything like that. And so you want to own something that represents you. I own my first name. I also went and bought my last name, .eth, like locked them both up. And I told some of my friends as well. Sorry, because... you didn't lock up your first name. Someone locked up your first name for you. So let's be clear about that, Mr. <laughs> ETH Maxi. Yeah, still got it. I'm not an ETH Maxi. You are. I'm surprised to hear this, uh, this kind of take on ENS. But it seems like the three-number ENS domains, so first of all, three-character uh, ENS domains in general are expensive. So, for example, mine being you know three letters, I think it costs like $800 a year to renew it, whereas if it was like you know Jared or something like six characters, it'll be like you know 50 bucks a year or something like that, right? So the three-character ENS domains, I didn't know that. So you're saying yeah, I got to yeah, pay hundred dollars a year to have kicks that eat. That sounds expensive. Yeah, but it's, but you got kicks, man. This is the whole play is that you're going to sell it to the cereal company, right? Isn't that the whole foundation of the rebrand? Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, and real quick, ladies and gentlemen, Kix literally went from being sophisticated art speculator for basically almost a full year. Everybody knew him as that. Then he noticed that Kix.eth was available. He bought it and did a full rebrand with the intention of someday selling Kix.eth to the Kix serial company. So that's th th these are the lengths that his brain goes to for in an asset trade. Uh, I did. I did the same thing. I did that with. Um, I did that with Twitter. I used to squat on uh, brands Toblerone. I used to own their Twitter account. Well, uh, it turns out that they were able to literally just take it from me. No questions asked. Well, this is a blockchain. It. They can't take my domain name from me. You needed to consult they, Nick. All we had to do with all you had to do to avoid that. Yeah, they 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 ended up coming up with basically a trademark law that you could snatch if someone was squatting. But all you had to do well, was they sent me chocolate. I got free chocolate out of it. <laughs> All you had to do was come up with like Toblerone, uh, like dog kennel association. And, like, <laughs> no, seriously, put up a website. And as long as it was credible, you could have negotiated. But uh, yeah. next time. Anyway, we are seeing a bit of a bull run on ENSs. A uh, shout out to Daniel Got Hits. Uh, he's a good follow in the NFT space. He's been on ENS domains for a long, long time. And right now he's having a little bit of a coming out party with this particular uh, trade because he owns a bunch, I guess. So I see him tweeting about them nonstop. Apparently three number ENS domains are in demand. And DFarmer, NFT and crypto whale DFarmer has tweeted that if anybody has three digit ENS, domains that they're selling for under three ETH, he's interested. And so that's a pretty good trade oh, yeah. if you were smart enough to accumulate. Whoever that was, hit me up like right now. You have those? You should hit up D Farmer, dude. Yeah, you got three ETH waiting for you from D Farmer. He's a How buyer, many of those I think. do you have, Jesse? Give us the number. How rich are you right now? Not many, but I got BRT, which I got for uh, Bright Numbers. He's looking not for letters. numbers. Numbers. Oh, only numbers? Uh, yes. Yeah. The, so the, the way that people are looking at these right now is there's there's different types. So there's like the domain aspect where like, you know, you get kicks or you get, you know, Google or whatever it is and you sell to a company. But then there's also the the three and four digit uh, numeri numerical ENSs, which are being treated as like their own scarce NFT project where like you're a part of the you know the 999 club or whatever it is that they're calling it and so they're, they're turning it into more than just owning that number but being a part of that smaller select exclusive group and then there's also the domain name outside of it where you have to be more creative and find you know names that companies or people would be interested in buying but when you're looking at the numbers all you need really is just one of the numbers and if you have you know like the four digits if you have like the years like a 1776 or something or you know 2000 mm. those will be a lot more popular so it's it's a, so, a bit of a game with, with all due respect that that manufactured uh that just sounds like some manufactured bullshit um like let's let's make three three digit eth domains like the next blue chip project who the hell came up with that and also that's actually <laughs> and, pretty genius i'm sure it works out <laughs> and also, like, what? Who wants to be in the club to be like, all right, guys? I'm walking down the street and I'm like, you know, pitching people on my club, and I'm like, look, y'all don't realize it. I own a three number dot eth domain, and y'all are. I'm, I'm gonna allow you you this special opportunity to join my club, my well, three digit eth club. 
Yeah, I guess you could look at it kind of like license plates. Like I was uh, watching a random documentary and then like Saudi Arabia, they're all so rich that like the only way that they can make, they all own like the richest cars. So the differentiator is the number plate that they have. So like a Saudi Arabian prince bought the license plate one for like millions of dollars. So I could actually see it kind of working out. The main reason why I'm fudding it is because I'm pissed off because I have three letter domains. And apparently that's not cool. APR.eth <laughs> is apparently not cool. Oh, that's a good one. is not cool. APR.eth um, sounds like some boomer shit. I know. I'm waiting for the boomers to come, dude, and give them that, buy, that low buy. yield. He wants that TradFi money. That TradFi <laughs> low yield will give you 2% on your ETH. We'll give you 2% on your ETH. Um, but, yeah, that's just so dumb. Uh, you know, if I instead of buying APR.eth, if I bought one, two, three dot ETH, I'd be up 10x. But hey, you know what? That's the game, right? That's the game. Um, shout out to all the three letter number gang. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the new NFT archaeology. You know, that they, they, they were sitting around for a long time, but the narrative <laughs> popped up. And, and for good reason. I mean, like, if, if you're able to create a successful narrative around it and people buy into, like, why not? But yeah, Kicks, it, it's definitely more manufactured, but that is that is organic in a sense as well. I can't there wait until this whole gang has, like, they change their names to the numbers and you're just trying to, like, uh, oh, man, do you follow, like, 293 on uh, Twitter? Like, it sounds like, like a robot. Been on too, though. Punks did that for a while. Yeah, so, so frustrating, though. This is a hilarious conversation. I want to get a little bit more sensibility into the conversation. So I'm going to throw to my man, Node. Node, what's on your mind? What are you thinking here? Uh, yesterday, we did the deep dive into Board API Club. What's on your mind today? And should we call you uh, 3742? Uh, I, I, will, I will say, I will admit, I bought two uh, four-digit ones, 5856, that's my Moonbird, and 2971, that's my Punk. Uh, and the one thing, the one thing I will say, it does, it is kind of, uh, dumb in a way, but, but thinking it, it does give me like, I don't know, the MF -er vibes, like the goop vibes, like everybody's just having a good time. Uh, they actually did do it. There's a discord now that's the 10 K club and dude, that thing's popping off. Uh, and I will say like, even from a practical standpoint, looking like if, if you're going to, if you're going to use a, a lettered, you know, ENS domain. There's a good chance, you know, you're going to have to spell that out for people uh, just because people are stupid. But if you have a number, you can just say 5856.eth, right? And that's that's like very clean, very easy. And there could be, you know, who knows how many different use cases there could be for that, right? You got zip codes, you got area codes, you got whatever. So I do see some interesting, uh, you know, use cases there. But I I would agree. I, I, I feel like the outcome here is going to be binary. It's Wait, I, to I, see have, I have hoes in different area codes. Do I need to get multiple <laughs> for all of them? Okay. Okay. Yeah, a crap joke for you, P.O. 90s. Come on. Whenever I see <laughs> someone with a four-digit number now, I'm just going to assume that's their PIN code for like their bank account and like try it out or something whenever I see them post anything. That's a good call. You'll probably. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Very good idea. I specifically did not choose a number that is my four-digit pin because of that. So <laughs> we, I just let someone on stage. I just let 1289.eth on stage, and I'm not kidding. Yo, 1289.eth, like, can, can you shed any light on this? Where, where is 1289? Because that it, it doesn't show up when I view there. Oh, now it does. Yeah. I need um, 1289. Sorry, guys. I, I don't have any alpha, really. I just uh, like ENS and... 
I saw numbers going uh, uh, left and right, so I, I bought some <laughs> as well. <laughs> All right, but hey, look, that's an honest, wholesome response to this conversation. So, He's like, I, I just want to, like I just want to clearly say, this is the stupidest industry I've ever been in in my entire career. <laughs> that's that's why we have this show. So, in terms of uh, one thing, I was going to say, this reminds me back in the day at South by Southwest when Twitter. Uh, had just come out or like a year after Twitter had come out that people were like, oh, I, like what what your Twitter account was, was like really important. And when you were in an event where it was loud, you now had to deal with communicating what it was. So my old username was Biznick Man and I'd be at a loud event and they'd be like, what is that? How's it spelled? I don't understand that. What the fuck is Biznick Man? And, and then it was like, uh, everyone was like, no, you got to do your full name. And Gary V was like pushing your full name. He had Gary Vaynerchuk, the entire thing. Now he's Gary V, V-E-E. But that, that was a, it is an important thing. It's quite a unique situation though, where this only comes into play is when you're in a loud environment uh, and, and trying to communicate uh, how somebody can contact you which is something that literally never happens to me because no one wants to contact me. So back to you. Or Very funny. Phone. I, I I've literally, phone. I've been at events with Nick where you walk into the event with Nick and nobody cares about you and they see Nick and they physically grab him and they're like Nick O'Neill and they just pitch him something. One guy pitched Nick to tell every other person that Nick talked to that night about his random company. Like, can you imagine a pitch like that? Hey, that wasn't a random company. That was a crypto domains company, which is incredibly relevant to this conversation. It is, but it wasn't. I think it was a kind of it was a big ask for him to just tell you to proactively do his job yeah. for him <laughs> in every social situation you were in for the rest of the night. I was like, wow, as like someone that has experience in sales, I'm very impressed with him. You know, you're not going to get it if you don't ask for it. And that guy knows how to ask for it. Uh, Jesse, you have your hand raised. I'd like to kind of shift the conversation to the broader market because I was looking through yeah. a, a lot of the projects. There's a lot of pull pullbacks right now, especially in what people consider to be quote unquote blue chip or, yes. or you know, really good uh, PFP projects. What do you think it's is going bloody. on, Jesse? This is the, pro yeah, we were, you know, P Nick was calling out the, the, you know, the privileged over here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just fin finishing up my cold porridge with the rest of the peasants. We're, uh, we're organizing <laughs> a peasant channel here because uh, yesterday, you know, we had the ape show. I was I was kicked off the stage because, uh, you know, they got to kick out the help so that the blue bloods could talk about their uh, <laughs> mutants and apes. So, yeah, but it clearly is um, sucking a ton of liquidity out of the market. So if your NFTs are going down, whatever it could be, it's really almost anything. Uh, there's a couple there's a couple nice plays I think we should talk about today. Uh, but uh, for the most part, almost everything is going down. So, um, you know, it's if you if you're if you're struggling, you know, it's clearly the fault of anybody that owns an ape or a mutant. I'm not saying you should go grab your pitchforks and your fire and, and go find a bug in their contract and burn down all the apes. But if you did, if you did, you might get a little bit, a little bit wealthier. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the conclusion is anybody that owns an ape or a mutant is a terrible person who is uh, racist, sexist, homophobic and hate dogs. And, and, okay. and the rest of us need to, to rise up. No, no, I think. Uh, Absolutely. I think, it's bear season. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, no, but I mean, it's clearly that's going to be the, the, the narrative for the. For the week, um, I'm not sure though. I mean, I would say I think the 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 account the zag here was to do um, 
you know, pick up blue chips on the cheap, but with Bitcoin and ETH and stocks dropping, it's just so scary. So I'm wondering what people are thinking if they are still buyers. I mean, BFF was this market yesterday. ain't good. But Aku, you know, Aku's come back to earth and it's hard to see. I, 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 I sense a lot of hesitancy outside of other worlds. What about doodles? Why are, are they, do they have an announcement coming out? I'm pretty happy because I have one and I, it's like the only thing that's holding steady. But I, is there any I think doodles think are just doodles, cool. Is there any reason to think doodles won't follow cool cats and just slowly drop? I mean, they're just a PFP project, right? Uh, they have more, they have more like uh, smart money mind share, I'd say. Um, a lot of people are really too. bullish on the doodles. Yeah. I think that they'll continue to perform fine. Um, I wouldn't be worried holding one. Um, but, you know, a lot of people were, were wondering, you know, what's going to happen in the NFT markets. Basically, Yuga Labs land sale will destroy the markets and everything that you love. And it, we're all going to go broke and we'll <laughs> you know, circle back together in June and try to rebuild. <laughs> uh, OK, got it. And uh, and so kicks I, to f- a follow up question on that or Nick, go ahead. I was just going to say, I really think uh, wait wait till the post land price on uh, apes and mutants. You, you'll see a 30, 40 percent pullback um, on, on those prices is my expectation. Uh, and it, th- at that point, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time. I'm curious to see how things play out next week. Um, but it sounds like y- you don't have the Fed pumping money into uh, the market anymore. You got uh, all these macro concerns at the moment. You got the overall crypto prices uh, going down at, at currently. And ultimately, historically, the uh, huge drops in uh, crypto has actually sucked out liquidity of the NFT space. That's how it's been operating. I think we have this rare circumstance here with this upcoming ape drop uh, where people are really interested. But I'm curious what happens after that. Like, I don't know of another big event that's on the horizon that everyone's holding their money for. And so uh, I, I don't know. I could see a, a, a short term, um, at least short term overall uh, drain on the market. May, hopefully I'm wrong, um, but that's something that's kind of a vibe that I'm getting right now. I don't think that's out of the question. It's also coming about a year after we saw a lot of turbulence in the early NFT space in, in 2021 with Top Shot having a bubble burst, with Nifty Gateway having a bubble burst. And then, you know, the NFT market that we're in, like just the Ethereum NFT market, starting its run with Board Ape Yacht Club's release. We're, we're just about a year after Board Ape Yacht Club came out and the market at that time was still really small. And a lot of us that came from either Top Shot or came from Nifty gateway had you know either gotten wrecked or had fortunately taken their money out right before the bubble burst so it is a weird time in the market for sure but with all eyes on this land sale it's pretty gnarly one question for nick and then i'm going to throw to eddie nick when we saw the snapshot or, or we saw the airdrop of ape coin for ape owners a couple of months back or a month back whenever that was you know we saw a pullback on mutants and apes in the 24 hours after the ape coin drop but they bounced hard right back to where they were at before and now they're at all-time highs they're higher do you see that happening again or do you think it is a sustained pullback apes apes are a unique one only because like a lot of people there's a lot of demand at the apes 
and theoretically at the crypto punk level, the crypto punk side, it, it's actually been uh, interesting to see after they announced uh, the support for Mebits, which went up and crypto punks, that floor has just stayed stagnant. Uh, that to me is a surprising trade there. Actually, I don't, uh, I don't have enough liquid ETH. Uh, Nick, we, we lost you. Yeah. We, uh, I'm assuming everybody can't hear Nick. Am I right about that? Can someone you're, chime in? You're right about I, that. I cannot okay. hear Nick. It's so peaceful. <laughs> I think I'm just fine. Should I relay? Yeah, let's hear what he's saying. Can you? Uh, yeah, he, go ahead, Gix. Yeah, go ahead. Telephone. Yeah, he said that he's going to sell his Moonbird. He's going to go all in on Ape. And then he's going to buy as much land as he possibly can. And then he's going to retire from NFTs. That's what wow. he said. He said he actually doesn't really like any of you. Um, and he said, especially PO's been rubbing him the wrong way, but <laughs> but Easy is now number one on the list for not even putting him on the OK Bears allow list. Um, and he said that he really thinks that you all are just stepping stones to the next phase in his life, and he hopes to milk this opportunity for every cent it's worth before exiting. Oh, and I think he just left, so he's no longer telling me anything. So he's full rugged kicks uh, when, but while he was talking to you, did he say anything about like, you know, what show ideas he had? Did he have any ideas for new shows? Yeah. He said that he wants uh, a late, late night show with easy and kicks bumping hardcore techno music, trading the one minute candles on Solana at 11 PM at night on oh, Friday. That would thrive. I think it's an interesting idea for a show for sure. Well, I'm trying to let Nick back. Nick, are you here with us, buddy? Nick? Maybe not. Nick is no longer a co-host. We just swapped him out with another Board Ape, Ben Jam, and that's how we get down over here. We got Board Ape co-hosts on deck. No big deal. Anyway, uh, I have a feeling that Eddie wants to say something actually sensible about the NFT market. Eddie, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> well, I just kind of wanted to add a little bit to, uh, especially the doodles and a little bit to the other stuff. Doodles specifically, um, I've been I've been hearing a little over a week now that there was something coming. Um, I kind of did my own like you know little deep dive into some of the people that I'm aware of, and suddenly all the mods kind of hushed up. Like everyone got significantly quieter. Uh, everyone that I know who has been following the project is saying something is coming like imminently. Um, I know Pranksy delisted like 80 of his off the floor, or just wherever they were. Uh, there's something happening. So their rise. Um, might not, I, I don't think their rise is necessarily organic. I think it's, it, it's in anticipation of something coming. So there's that. And then the only other thing that I, I kind of do want to watch, um, I have a couple wow galaxies. I'm curious as to seeing, um, how wow flirts with like BFFs, because there's definitely some, like one of the big things behind wow was the celebrity backing. Um, but now you're looking at BFFs and it has almost equivalent. Uh, celebrity level backing so following you know following that trajectory between the two is going to be an interesting thing to watch so doodles alpha and wow wow uh, versus bff i agree with you on doodles all of those runs in the nft space are always insider trading every single time so i have to assume that something like yep. like doodles doesn't randomly pump by 60 percent. it's just not a thing it's a hundred percent insider trading i also am a wow galaxy holder i believe i'm down a nice 40 or 50 percent on that so that's a good investment so far for sure um i brought a 
Elizabeth on stage. And I think that Elizabeth probably has something to add uh, to. She's also our head of community, head of product here at the Nifty, our full time staff member. Um, but I'm assuming she has something to add on the BFF front. One thing I just wanted to throw out there first is someone had uh, said something about Gaio Siri joining another project. How many projects does this guy Gaio Siri work on i mean i know he's affiliated with world of women he's affiliated with like vivi and he's the first name that gets brought up when somebody wants to be bullish on an nft project or platform they're like oh gaio series helping them is he helping these people or is it one of those things where he's like the executive producer of the show but he doesn't actually even show up to the set at all or do anything um elizabeth what's going on i would probably put gaio siri in the person who has a team who is helping uh in like a consultant role yeah uh, I was going to I was going to echo the BFF comment uh, for people who weren't watching. This was a profile picture project with a 10K supply that's holding a 0.7 floor in this market. Like it's one of those interesting ones. Uh, the bracelets are at one ETH again. They've recovered from like a big the dip for minting. Um I would say if you're not someone who has gone through and done the research on that project, it might be worthwhile. Uh, it's got a super stacked team. I'm really bullish on it. I'm also interested in watching it over the weekend as something that I might pick up if people drop them for liquidity. At the same time, I'm not expecting people to drop them for liquidity. The collection of people in that project is like a huge chunk of new people to the space who didn't list their bracelets at 2 ETH. And they're up like, you know, these are people who got an airdrop mm. a couple months ago who held it all the way through two ETH. And now they have like a 2.5 ETH or greater portfolio as a result of this airdrop, which is quite interesting. Elizabeth, yeah, I, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, boss beauties in relation to all of this? They kind of seem like they might be stuck in the middle. I exited boss beauties after being super frustrated with their price action. Boss Beauties was the project that would get an announcement and they would do the complete opposite of any other project at any moment. So they would get an announcement about a massive brand partnership and their floor would stay stagnant or even decline. They'd announce like nothing and their floor would go up. So after a while, I just got tired of dealing with that uh, and waiting for their Marvel news. But yeah, they're in like that weird status ball. Okay. And so just to be clear, so people got airdrop BFF bracelet. I know a lot of people got in at one ETH, if I recall, and then we saw it run up by like 50, 60% to like 1.6 ETH. Did they then get airdrop the PFP? They minted the PFP at 0.7. So they're 10x. 0.07. 0.07. Sorry, it's a 10x on the mint. And you still, and if you won the raffle, you got two of them. And you held the value of the actual bracelet, which is back at one ETH. So, yeah, I mean, look, slam dunk. And I would not be surprised if this project falls into one of those diamond-handed community uh, theses, theses, if you will. Uh, Jesse, what's going on? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm also on BFF. And it also has a um, – I was going to blink to potentially another one, Hugs. Is, Hugs is kind of moving a little bit now, which is kind of like a, uh, a cousin project. But, yeah, the BFF is um, – we've talked about it before right it's it's a monster team um it is now it's it has more of like a utility it's like utility first kind of component so that's maybe the differentiator from world of women boss beauties i think they're more biz dev right they're like we're going to do business partnerships and then we're going to make a um you know build a brand off of this you know we have obviously the celebrity backing 
what's it called? Uh, the bracelets, BFF and the U's or whatever you want to call them are, are much more of a um, utility kind of first. Like here, you're coming to the community, we're going to have, you know, access to our people or you'll be first, you know, they already have an event in 2023 and, and that kind of thing. So if you're, if you're bullish on the utility thing, they're definitely the way to go. And it's a very, um, you know, stream, you know, very fluid team, right? They have had, they, they, they airdrop the original things. They've done this. They, they froze their contract for a while. Like everything has worked perfectly. Right. Unlike some projects, this one BFF is just kind of like perfectly executed and the team is good. And it's amazing because they are executing all of these perfect drops and they're all doing it while having vaginas. It's amazing. Oh, you would have thought Jesus. in this world with crypto tech Are you serious? Sell more <laughs> that, He's being you know, funny. Women oh. wouldn't be able to do it, but it's, it's, and, and it's crazy. But it's yeah. almost as if women are better at Web3, better coders, better marketers, better builders. And I know, right. don't you, laugh out loud, P.O., you, you but it's almost like women are better at Web3 than men. Try not I want to introduce. I want to introduce you, Lori. You who. out there. Yeah, you I saved wanna... yourself there, Jesse. I was about to to drop the hammer, but you did you did good there at the end there. So. Oh come on, there's always you, if you haven't been on this show, there is always a hidden. <laughs> oh, I, woke, have. I have. There's always a hidden woke bomb in all of my jokes. It might hit you, <laughs> it might it might hit you two weeks later in the shower, and you're like, God damn, Jesse got me again. That was actually a, that was actually a commentary on how women can't take selfies and put them on the internet. Just fuck it, he got me again. Okay, all right. Well, I want to introduce Lori Grace, uh, Rug Radio Spaces host, our friend Farouk's Rug Radio. Uh, looks like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. EST, but also a My BFF founding member. What's going on, Lori? I don't believe you've been on the show before. I could be wrong. Well, I listen every morning, but I, I just listen. Thank you. I'm not much of a degener, but I'm always in space listening in. I'm friends with Miss Vicky J there, so um always love to to hear Vicky also giving giving lots of good alpha. But I, I, I am. I'm a founding member and I've been telling people from the get go when the damn bracelets were at point four, like scoop them up if you can. It's gonna there there's a lot of utility being faked into this and I couldn't I couldn't reveal I could just tell people and, you know, some people listened and others didn't. So, you know, there's a reason why that not only is the bracelet um, holding its value um, over one ETH and, and the, you know, the new UPFP, which I happen to be sporting today. Thank you very much. Um, which is, you know, I think the floor on that is like 0.6 right now, but there's a reason if you didn't know, I don't know if, I don't think I heard this this morning, but Paris Hilton just, just came on board um, yesterday as another founding member. Uh, of, yeah, so Damn. that's so really we've got, cool. We've got Paris, we've got Mila, and you know, to be a founding member with those people, I feel super, super excited and privileged. But again, it's all of the utility that's being baked into this too. And and uh, I forgot uh, Jesse was talking about you know the contract. You have they have a solid team from the get-go at launch with um, both the devs, um, the Discord community is so hopping, it's vibrant, people's questions are being answered. It's just an overall solid, solid platform. And I could see why it's holding its value. And, and I'm not going to be selling this for quite a while. I think we're going to yeah. see a lot more success with this, especially with Paris, Mila, with Paltrow. These are founding members also. And we have Web3, Shira, Lazar, Swansit, uh, we have several other um yeah a lot of big names Web3 in the project people. yeah are, are you going to be able to hang out at like parties with mila kunis and paris hilton is that part of the deal of being a founding mm -hmm. member uh you just gotta you gotta 
you get you got to hold on for more. So we'll you know we'll see what they're gonna do if if uh, they can. Bring no, I meant like you, Paris like down. not not oh, me, me buying the bracelet, like literally you, because like for me, it's like if they're gonna be founding members with you, then I have to think that they should invite you to a party, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> there we go. I'd That's what to. I'm talking about. So, Figure I'll it out, Paris. The door too. Yeah. And you so, all mentioned Hug. Also, I'm also uh, the a community curator and and the advisor for for Andy Zuckerberg and um, Debbie Soon's Hug project, which is is there's a lot of utility with that, but it's also designed, you know, to to bring and to help other projects as well. You know, from group hug, there's just so much utility with these projects. It's not just a cool PFP, and and that's what I love most about these things. Sounds super dope. Jesse's got his hand raised. Can't wait to hear this. No, no, no. Just to follow up because this is, I, I did want to pivot after my stupid bit um, about uh, hugs. So hugs um, is also a bit, is very much a utility play, maybe even more than um, BFF. BFF also, just so people know, it pumped a little bit because they had uh, supposedly like a proof wallet. Of course, proof is like everything right now. A proof wallet was buying in and proof holders were buying in. Um, and then there was, a, I think, a, a note drop that if you have the, um, the bracelet plus a U, you might get extra utility. So, you know, there's all this like little, little added stuff. If you, if you dive in, you can, you can, you can kind of learn a little more. They're going to add charms, which adds different utility, but blah, blah, blah. But hugs basically is Randy Zuckerberg's project. It struggled to sell out. It's also a utility play. It's basically like you can get in there sort of like hedge fund. They have a hedge hug and a something else hug. And they all have, each one has different utility. There's a left and a right. Supposedly if you match them, that gets you added utility. So if you dive really deep in, you'll see that some of them are more rare than others. If you have a right, it might be worth 0.8. Anyway, it basically wasn't minting out. It was supposed to be 15,000. They stopped it at 5,000 with about 1,600 holders. And this, it was at 0.07 last week or a few days ago. But I think off of BFF, and now that it's kind of stabilized, even during this show, I think it went from 0.14 to like 0.175. I don't know if it's a buy, but I definitely think it's a keep your eye on this. Um, Jesse, I, a I will pairs. say that the, the, the minting was was intentional. By the way, they're 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 dropping the, the the certain amount. They're not releasing the entire collection all at once for that. There you reason. go. Oh, that's excellent. A, that's I a good mechanic that. I thought too. It was one of these, they had to emergency stop just to preserve them. Oh, that's good to know. No, I mean, look, it's a quality project. Obviously, it's hard to say what's a buy right now in these weird market conditions. I've let a few new people on stage. We got Icarus with a bored ape with a halo on, and it looks like, uh, yeah, you are a nuclear scientist. That's pretty interesting. But what are your thoughts on the current state of the NFT market? Yeah, um, things are obviously in a, a direction where uh, people are not happy, happiest, right? We all want to buy things that appreciate in value, and uh, that's what we all have in common, regardless of where we decide to spend that stuff on. Uh, I hope you don't mind. Uh, I pinned uh, my most prized tweet, right, the, the, the same month that I uh, made this account for this board eight. Um, just to reinforce the, the conviction of some of the people behind some of these projects, right, that, that go beyond just buying it at a certain price and hoping that it goes up. And I, I do understand that I, I come from a very, very unique um, perspective of having kept every single NFT I've ever purchased, right? There's not very many people that can <laughs> that can say that, right? And I've been doing this for over a year. You uh, never sold an NFT? I, I have I have only sold ones, two that were given to me. Um, my M1 Serum and ApeCoin, both Board Ape Yacht Club. So, so uh, you sold your ApeCoin, which is directly in line with my theory that I brought up yesterday, which is that the Board Ape Diamond Hands were comfortable selling their ApeCoin long before they'd be comfortable selling any Board Ape NFT asset. And 
I got a lot of pushback yesterday randomly. Don't really know why that was such a hot take that board apes that have been diamond handing board apes for over a year and all the subsequent assets that came in the board ape ecosystem thought it might be a good idea to sell the token, the liquid token asset that they again got for free that no one's going to know that they sell. Sorry, just wanted to go on that rant. Go ahead, Icarus. Yeah, you know, and so we've definitely had a lot of opportunities to exit um, this entire time, a lot of opportunities to partially exit, right? I did say I sold my M1 serum, right? Oh, right, right. Okay. Half of the price of what it's at. And then I, I sold a portion of my ApeCoin so that I could um, get into communities that can start building with, right? So to be one of those people that's a part of multiple communities and, and not spreading themselves uh, too thin. But I, I did want to, um, you know, put things in the perspective of the show Survivor. It's been one of my uh, favorite TV shows for, for a while. And uh, they don't do the game anymore, but they used to have a Survivor auction, right? So somewhere around halfway through the show, um, they give all these starving contestants uh, opportunities to bid on things, right? They give them all the same fixed amount of money and you know you see someone spend 600 bucks on a peanut butter sandwich or 800 bucks on some cookies and there's some uh, mix and match and a lot of hidden stuff but consistently and I think this is why they stopped um, why they stopped this specific game was uh, it was it um, it over time proved that the people who held and uh, waited until the very end were always able to outbuy their opponents uh, for an advantage in the game. And, you know, that's what it is. It's 20 plus people uh, competing for a, a million dollars. So, you know, just wanted to offer that that perspective and, uh, you know, how important it was for the Board Ape Yacht Club community specifically to be consistent of uh, builders and creators, right? That is uh, something that made it very, very different than all the other 10K projects before it. You know, not just the first to have the Halo aesthetic that you mentioned, right because if you trace back through your nft lineage your nft history uh the board apes did uh, create the, the halos the avatars that, that are almost in every single project moving forward but aside from setting uh trends uh trends like that um, and i think my my train of thought just might be gone i <laughs> sorry thank no, you it, all good. And, and that's, oh, that's, that's hilarious that you made that parallel with survivor to basically suggest that people should diamond hand their assets that's pretty uh that's a great analogy i have a question are you really a nuclear scientist is that true yeah, that's true. I, I so so let me just ask you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go. Oh, as, as you can say, I spent five years in the U.S. Navy as a nuclear uh, electrician. Right? There's electricians, electronics technicians, and machinist mates. So I was in charge of the the propulsion systems for nuclear power plants. On okay, so. That's a big job. That's a big responsibility. Uh, people would call that like a gigabrain sort of line of work. It's a lot different than, you know, being a talk show host and saying a bunch of bullshit into a microphone, for example. But for someone in your position, like, can a nuclear scientist smoke marijuana or is that just not a thing? You just can't do it. Oh, they, they, uh, Let's see. How, how can I say this? Because <laughs> it's being recorded as well. People should, especially scientists, should understand the creative process and understand risk assessment. Um, and if they're going to experiment with mind-altering substances, um, especially with the, the perspective of a, a scientist, you know, they should be mindful of like the three pillars, right? Uh, their environment, um, the dose, and the mood that they're in, right? Because any three of those pillars, if they're not level, right, um, the whole thing could come tumbling down. So every scientist should, you know, uh, as they're building something out or uh, <laughs> as, they're, as they're crossing into new territory, uh, especially when it comes to things that can expand or enhance a mind perspective, 
um, you know, and then Elon Musk, man, such a, a champ. I think any of us who study or follow him or respect him or love him, um, don't fault him for that. If anything, we uh, gained a lot of adoration. You know, it was very endearing to see um, someone who could be held on such a pedestal or someone who could be so deeply respected for their intellect um, doing what is dismissed as degenerate behavior when in fact it leads to a lot of people just being happier than they would be without it. So, okay. so I'm so, happier than so I was when I was in the military. I'll say yeah, that. So, so basically you're high right now. So that's really cool. I appreciate you coming on stage and letting us all know that nuclear science Yeah, that was the answer high. of just saying like, Yes, he's allowed to. And just <laughs> that was the most sophisticated denial, non-denial of all time. Yeah. I love that was a fantastic. I answer. did not inhale. Yeah, he, he's high right now. But I wanted to throw uh, to someone who I don't believe has been on the show before. Uh, Illida producer, Grammy nominated producer, produced records for artists like Eminem. Uh, welcome to the show. I'd be curious to know what you think about the broader NFT market right now, Illida producer, are you an active participant? Do you buy and or sell NFTs? Of course, man. I'm a board eight member since last August. I still got my ape. I got three mutants. I got my dog. I'm waiting for my land. I still got one third of my ape coin. I sold two thirds of it. Um, I'm a doodles holder, had 10 doodles. Got three left. Damn. Started started my own project to onboard musicians in the space. So I'm in here. And well, that's funny. super. Go ahead. That's funny. You were playing Kill Shot when you introduced me. That's hilarious. Yeah, man, that's you. That's your work. Um, did you make that in the studio with Eminem, or did you make it on your own and then email it to him? <clears throat> yeah, I made it on my own, um, and it was it's been great to work with him. He he changed my life, and it's funny. It's funny fact about that song. We won a Guinness Book of World Record with that with that song, and um, it's also a two track. For those who don't know what that means, it was a, uh, it wasn't mixed or mastered. I mixed it and mastered it, and then he just put it out. We won a Guinness Book of World Record with it. That's incredible, man. Um, so you buy you bought Doodles. It sounds like you're a smart money person. I'm getting like the same vibes as when I talked to Drift. Uh, well, when we talked to Drift on this show, and my co-host Nick is rugged. Everybody, I've been trying to bring him back, but his uh, I don't know. Twitter is really weird uh, right now, and we couldn't even bring our sponsor on yesterday because of the rugging. But anyway, um, Illa the producer, did you buy the carton Cole Bennett's lyrical lemonade NFT proof style access pass? Did you buy that? No, I didn't because um, I'm 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 always leery of my peers who come in the space and they're not active, but then they drop a project. You know what I'm saying? We have like a, a bad history of that in from the music industry side. So when I try to onboard um, people into the space, I let them know like join a community first. You know, I, I'm a board ape maxi, so I push apes on them or I tell them to get doodles. Something that's you know to me that that's a, a sure shot. Nothing's a hundred percent, but just like a, a secure, more secure investment. If I could, I would I would put people on the Moonbirds early. But yeah, like I didn't get into none of those. I don't like really jump into projects that my peers from the music industry jump into because or or release because I know they're not in the space every day. If they were, they'd be in spaces every single day. You know what I'm saying? Doing what we do. We're here. We show up every single we day. We say the same thing about celebrities too, and we appreciate we appreciate that viewpoint because it's so easy to just come in buy an nft and then act like you've been a part of the industry and drop your own project the next day so you know i definitely appreciate that yeah, yeah i mean you sound like ticker on them go ahead yeah, go ahead, you sound like me the first time uh that i heard about the cartons 
response. I had the exact same response that you did. Basically just that, you know, I don't see this guy in the space and I don't necessarily understand why this one project is going to do well. However, when I found out that there was 500 supply and that he's been working on the project for like the better part of a year and is in collaboration with people like FaZe, who, uh, FaZe Banks, who is in the game, I did a little bit of digging and I ended up buying one at one ETH. And if you spend some time in the Discord, I, th I do think that you'd be surprised at the level of depth, but it doesn't, you're right. Your level of depth is much deeper. Yeah, man, I feel like this space is so valuable. And more than price go up is this community that we have. And it sucks that community became a buzzword, just like building, just like utility, just like roadmap. They all became buzzwords because the bad actors seeing that as just like a copy paste of, you know, of how to jump in the space. But, you know, just to answer the question of how I feel about the market right now, I'm bullish, man. Like, I'm bullish on, on Moonbirds and teams like that jumping in the space because we needed balance from all these different rug pulls from all these guys that were coming in and doing, you know, the copy pasta roadmap. And then you, you give a 24-year-old, a not to shit on anybody just out of college, but if you give a, a, a younger cat some money, a couple million dollars and then you expect them to build something then you're really i don't know what you're smoking because as soon as you give somebody a few million dollars the first thing they the last thing they want to do is build anything or work because they've already gotten to their goal so you know i love that the people like moonbirds jumped in the market and i love board apes i love what we're doing with the other side i think they're you know everyone's talking about if there's going to be a, a decrease after the land sale but one thing i learned about this team is that you know, they got such smart people that Bored Apes is going to be like a motherfucking, excuse my language, is going to be. Oh, um, you good? Yeah, it's going to be a case study at, at like Harvard School of Business, man. Because the way that they, if you went to business school, if you, if they, if the way you look at a SWOT analysis, a strength, weakness, opportunity, threat, I think Bored Apes have mastered that other, better than any other project. And they know that that's a threat that once people have been, who people have been holding, they're going to be thinking about dumping, so they're going to dangle another carrot in front of us. I got a mutant that I bought for 8 ETH that I could sell for 50 ETH right now, and the reason I'm not doing it is because I'm thinking about a coda. So they're masters at always having like a, the, the, the next thing that's going to keep you hooked. So I, I think they right when they launch, they're going to do something with resources, something that's going to have everybody, the whole industry, the whole space buzzing to keep you in, the, in their ecosystem. Absolutely. And, and you're winning over our audience in the discord as you speak. Uh, they are absolutely loving what you're saying, saying this guy gets it. We need to have him on the show more often. Uh, we did a deep dive on the board Ape land sale situation and the completeness of the economy that the board Apes have built yesterday. That was basically the whole show yesterday talking about exactly what you're talking about, how they basically put you in a position where you feel like it's just a terrible idea to sell any of the assets because they're going to reward you so much well i have a question for you uh have you taken a look at our nft because we're people that are actually building every day i'm just curious are you familiar with it have you seen it at all yeah i, I have i'm actually part of of your discord but you what know, yeah I've, I've i've been slack damn son where'd you find this sorry i just had to do that <laughs> go ahead yeah, I've, been, I've been i've been slacking on on everything because like i said i've built the project so i've been just heads down like trying to trying to just work on my project and, and push it across the finish line but 
I'm get back. I'm getting back in my DJ mode, and I'm definitely bullish on what you guys are building. I'm a fan of of you, Kicks, Nick. Definitely fan of what you guys are building. What you're building. I know you guys are actually that positive for the space. So I'm definitely bullish on what y'all are building, man. Amazing, man. Well, I did not expect that response. I thought you were going to say, no, I don't know who you guys are, but I'm going to look into it. Thanks so much for the kind words, the producer. That was awesome. Of course. Um, Micah G has his hand raised. What's going on? Well, still just sitting here waiting for the other side land sale. Um, but I did yesterday. Uh, and also, I uh, yeah, I appreciate um, what Ilita, the producer was saying. Um I think I think that's a smart thought and your comeback of like talking about a project that had all these red flags and worked out is something that we got to be careful about because um, I do think we're seeing a couple of instances or hearing a couple of people talking on the show about like stuff that's basically survivorship bias like oh I held on or I bought through red flags and it worked out for me therefore the answer is always diamond handing always buying stuff even when you're unsure about it like i think you got to be really careful about that like people i see a whole bunch of board apes coming around and being like i diamond hand so the answer is diamond handing and it's like sure but if you diamond handed wicked craniums or you diamond handed misfit university like you're probably not in the space anymore so the fact that we hear from people who diamond handed the right project i think we got to be careful about that same thing with you talking about a project where you know, somebody who's not in the space comes in, drops what might be a cash grab, and it works out. Um, you know, that's not the right lesson to get. Uh, you know, sometimes that price goes up, and many times that price does not go up. Um, but on on the ape side, I mean, I am still very bullish on that. Uh, I bought I bought uh, uh, Benji bananas. I bought two of them yesterday. Tried to get my uh, tried to get my uh, my Axie scholar working on learning how that game works so whenever the play to earn side comes out he can he can start making a whole bunch of money um so that's that's up a little bit and then uh yeah other than that just kind of trying to figure out sitting on ethereum on the side just waiting to see what happens with this other side stuff i think i'm i'm pretty scared about the market right now like overall but my thesis is kind of the money's either going to run out of the market or it's going to run to safety. And so safety does mean stuff like mutants and apes might get propped up even if the market is crashing just because people that are into NFTs don't want to take their money out of NFTs, but they want to put it somewhere safe. And so all those mid-tier projects, all the Ethereum might just flow out towards the top. And if somebody has five cool cats they might try to swap that for a for a mutant you know like they might just try to get into that ecosystem for sure um so that's kind of my thesis there is is if things get squirrely all that mid-tier stuff might get screwed but i think that the top level stuff is going to be safety if you're not pulling your money entirely out of the market yeah so that's my thoughts this morning it's all it's all on fire but we're moving yeah, I mean, I think that that is in line with Node's thesis of, you know, value accruing to the top. And I think people feel very safe in Board Ape Yacht Club assets. I think new people feel safe in Moonbirds, although I do think that we see a pretty sizable pullback in Moonbirds, given the the combination of the Board Apes uh, sale this weekend. But also just like, I don't know, in the past 24 hours, 36 hours after that whole episode with Moonbirds, I do genuinely think a lot of people have kind of maybe 
not a bad taste in their mouth, but kind of a weird taste in their mouth. It was just kind of a weird thing to happen in the first two weeks of a project. Having said that, I think that no question, you know, uh, Kevin Rose knows what the hell he's doing. And if he's really going to dedicate his life to this, then it's going to be uh, realistically a really profitable project to be in over the long term. You know, I've been trying to just to share a couple of my moves. I listed a lot of stuff last night. I listed like, you know, just a lot of assets that I feel like, you know, I'd rather have ETH than those NFTs. And specifically, you know, I bought VFriends 2 with my allow list spot. So I have three VFriends 2 and I'm holding all of those, right? Because that's got to be Gary's main focus now, I would think. I would think that that's what he's focusing on. But then I looked at Token Trove uh, at the book games tokens, which uh, I think everybody knows I had a lot of at one point and even after this v friends 2 snapshot which was the big utility of the book games tokens they were holding a floor of above 0.2 and if you have rare ones those were trading closer to 0.3 and then i noticed i had one really rare one that was trading at one eth so i ended up listing all of my book games tokens because i figured that i can actually just buy back in in uh, in the future for a potentially lower price, especially if all of Gary's focus is going to be on VFriends 2. And so overnight, 1.6 Ethereum worth of book games tokens sold for me, and I have another five or six sold that I did some pricing adjustments. During the show, some of them might have sold. But uh, but that was the way that I kind of approached it, is I want more liquidity, so I took at least two ETH out. Um, when it comes to other projects, you know, I'm kind of looking at stuff that I think will eventually have another pump and I'm comfortable just holding through the bear market because I'm not dependent on that liquidity to, to, you know, live my life. But yeah, just wanted to kind of share some of my moves since we hear from everybody else thought I might share what I have going on. Jesse, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Uh, yeah, a couple things. One, Allison wants to come up. I don't know if you can get her up. She wants to share some alpha or you might have to DM her if she's rugged. I have one. Yeah, she's play rugged, I think. I, think. I don't see I her. I have one play I think is worth mentioning, which came up yesterday, which I like for this 24, 36 hour period while people are waiting for other worlds, but you know, might want to get into something small. So stay cool worlds, stay cool. One word. Yeah, I bought this that. Is, yeah, this is a, um, fashion brand. So this is kind of like a, a poor man's carton. Definitely doesn't have the cachet of cartons. Uh, Illa might, you know, might be staying away, but it's definitely like a Brooklyn-based fashion brand. So this is one of these utility fashion plays. 1.5, I mean, uh, 1,500 item total. Um, mint, I think me, I minted, I don't know why I got whitelist, I forget. I minted, Nick minted at 0.2, went right to 0.4. Some people sold. It's back down to 0.22. 1,100 have been minted. I think a lot of people don't realize they're on the whitelist and can mint, but these are going to be minted out by noon. So it's back, it's basically back down to mint price. I'm basically guaranteeing these are two X if you buy them now. They're 0 0.22, 1500 will be minted and they're going to max out at like 1 p.m. noon, something like that. I don't know if there's going to be a secondary wait list or, you know, back, back list. But then at some point there's going to be a supply squeeze on these and I think they're going to 0 0.44, 0 0.5, 0 0.6, 0 0.7. Um, I don't know much about the project. I'm not saying that, the, that this is like some kind of long term. They're building a great brand, but 1500 and in this market it's a definitely a utility fashion play like if this is anything if they say anything like cartons this is a two extra in my opinion jesse can you type up a uh a you know legal document for that guarantee it's backed by the uh by the nifty uh the wallet, don't worry. That's what the treasury is for, just in case you know. I yeah, like refunds. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Okay. Like that, I think. Yep. So you guys heard it here. Uh, buy it. Two extra refunds from the wallet. Some legal refunds from Jesse. We got Icarus on stage uh, still. The nuclear scientist. What's going on? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to, to speak uh, quickly 
um, one of the previous speakers was talking about uh, the long-term conviction and how that's not always necessarily the right play. And I, I, I will agree, you're right. Um, holding on to every project of the death, death grip um, perhaps is not the, the right play. Uh, again, I speak from the perspective of that's just how it's always been for me, but I've just been much, much pickier on which ones I've, I've chosen to, to purchase, right? So there might be a little bit of a causation versus correlation um, mix up going on there, you know, and, and I would say as we are developing the skill of discernment, right, being able to determine uh, what sets which projects apart from other projects or what are better key indicators of long term success. Um, I would definitely be paying close attention to the, the content creators within those communities, right? The quantity of them, um, what moves they're making and how they're making, right? Are they, are they loud and not getting much done? Are they quiet and getting a lot done or anywhere in the spectrum in between? And then um, someone had, had mentioned uh, like people uh, kind of using the higher tier projects as a safe haven, right? Whether it be mutants or apes or uh, any other um, project where they have, have stood the test of time. And uh, just with anything in crypto, right? Bitcoin and Ethereum, just two examples, have, have gone through 80% retracements um, at least three times each. But, but anyone holding since the beginning obviously has not lost out, right? It depends on when you decided to get in and when you decided to exit, right? You don't, you don't realize any of those gains until you sell. So just having better uh, picks and uh, being able to withstand the retracement because yeah, like like you, uh, I agree that um, there is likely to be a price pullback after the land sale, um, but it doesn't matter to me. I've held from the beginning. I'll continue to held, hold until these are well over worth 500 each, right? I, I think that's where the market um, will eventually take them. And right now we're just figuring that out. And and uh, some people are getting enticed early on like that survivor auction to get rid of their, their expensive assets long before they're worth close to what they're really worth. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Been holding NFTs since February 2021. Sounds like you've been holding Bored Ape since April 2021. Um, I don't feel that weird about big market corrections as long as the conviction's there. If some random animal PFP project that's not a Bored Ape was to correct by a ton, obviously I would care about that um, because I don't have the same conviction that I have in in some of the other projects that I'm holding. But for the high conviction plays, which it sounds like Bored Ape Yacht Club is one for you, uh, yeah, no question. I have no problem holding it. Jonah. Yeah, the, the difference is like most people who, who at least held for a year had more over the course of time than they do now, right? They took profits along the way to put themselves in the black and be able to feel comfortable in that, you know, I all the money that I spent on Board Apes was covered way early on by with a few sales. So it makes it a lot easier to hold on. And then every other incentive that's increased and roadmap item that's, you know, checked off, it makes it a lot easier to have that conviction. And then over time, you know, like just for instance, they didn't even have a lot of, you know, stuff on their roadmaps that they ended up doing. And on roadmap number two, they say they have dope shit coming that they don't want to be front run on. So it it adds to, you know, speculation and you kind of built you build into your mind what something's worth. And I, I can attest that I, I've spoken to so many different ape holders over time that were like, you know, when this gets to one ETH, I'm selling. Oh, well, it's at one ETH. I might hold it a little longer. When this gets to 10, I'm selling. And you do that all the way up to like 100 ETH over time. And it's it's like this mental battle on if you even want to sell. And a lot of times people just take the profits along the way 
to be able to reinvest in other things. And we don't all diamond hand 100% of what we're doing. But it's important to understand that if, if you're going to be a part of something that, you know, you have super high conviction in, always keep at least one no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Jonah, we're going to throw it to you and wrap. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I mean, I have a couple of things. I'm just pull up my spreadsheet, but um, there's one, we have no idea if it's an opportunity, but one ape related opportunity that is so cheap, it's hilarious. But we have, you know, we have nothing to confirm it where they're going to be an ape land, but uh, I've known about this game for well over a year, almost two years. And uh, they were in the original trailer for um, the Board Ape Yacht Club, the uh, animated trailer that, that everyone loves. Um, and that's Blanco's block party. And then they did an update and then they were nowhere to be seen on that trailer, which means, of course, they had a discussion of some kind. We don't know what that discussion was, but Blanco's block party is at 0.033 with only 429 ETH traded and only 650 owners. Yet they were in the Board Ape Yacht Club trailer. Um, that seems to be potentially interesting. Uh, that's one of the things I've been looking at. Um, another entrance into uh, a plan we already know is 10 KTF, and I think I've already expressed this, but I've made a connection. And if you read Vogue Business, they like to open their mouths and share a lot about what they're doing between Beeple, We Knew Labs, 10 KTF, and Louis Vuitton. Uh, there seems to be a very clear connection there, and it seems to be potentially Gaio Series the connection. Um, but essentially, uh, We New Labs, which owns 10KTF, has been doing some private work with LVMH without discussing it publicly, although they do mention that to a degree in some way in this Vogue article uh, dated April 14th. Um, and it's somehow connected to Louis Vuitton's, uh, well, they had a previous postcard collection and now this game. And then the only other things I'm looking at on the gaming side is a, a new FPS browser game called EV.io. It's owned by a, a much larger company, and it's quite good. I think it's a competitor to Mini Royale Nations. And another, well, I have a bunch of them I'm looking at, but another one that's, that piqued my interest for whatever reason is called The Shattering. It only has two or 3,000 followers, and it hasn't talked about the team, but the art gives me very uh, Clash of Clans vibes. Um, and then other than that, Inferno, I think, is minting today or tomorrow. And that's from a AAA team that did stuff with Doom Eternal. So there's your gaming update from Jonah. Uh, I know it's a lot of content, but his research is pretty much unmatched uh, on this space. And he's hit a lot of home runs. We appreciate everybody joining today. We had a lot of issues with people getting rugged. We were unable to let several people from our community on stage, like Allison and Ben Green. Nick got rugged. Uh, Signal got rugged right at the beginning of the show. So interesting technical issues. Hopefully Elon Musk uh, squares that away once he takes over Twitter. This show happens Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Every single week, the Market and Trade Talk Show. Our sponsor is FTX, best sponsor we could ask for. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or on our mobile app with the code the nifty. Uh, shout out to Illa, the producer, for coming on uh, today. This was awesome, man. I hope you come back. I'm definitely going to come back, man. I didn't, I didn't know you guys had the show every day, and it's kind of early because I'm on the West Coast, but I'm, I'm super bullish, and I'll be getting up just to join y'all, man. I love y'all. Hey, let's go. Programming. go. I love. 
Yeah, I love that, man. That's so awesome. And it also shows that work ethic, waking up at 6 a.m., which I know is early as, as hell. And when I lived on the West Coast, I was not waking up every day at 6 a.m. So I definitely uh, I definitely appreciate that. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, I'm going one-on-one with Node on YouTube today. So we got the podcast dropping on YouTube with Node later today. And you can also find that on podcasting platforms like Nifty. Or, yeah, like Nifty. Like uh Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This show also gets uploaded to those. I will see you guys later.